It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, here to give you your weekly break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey in studio. What's up, man? To the top, buddy. To the top. Um. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, last week we had our segment we do every so often with fake Jay Hobson. And I've had a lot of people that'll see it on the internet and they'll be like, what is fake Jay Hobson? Basically, back during the middle to the end of football season last year, um, we started noticing that he started saying the same things. Well, you know, the reality is, you know, at the end of the day, stuff like that. So just kind of made this character just to keep it interesting on the show. And, you know, anytime there's anything football-related, we'll bring him on. Last week, we had a great episode. And uh, right now, we'll play you a little snippet from last week. I heard a rap song not too long ago from Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, called Who's Got It Better Than Us? Have you ever thought about, you know, maybe doing some kind of hip-hop performance? Well, you know, the reality is I already have. You know, if you've been paying attention, you know that I, I spit hot fire. All the time, you know, you gotta you gotta speak to these kids coming in. You know, you gotta let them know what's up. And anything Jim Harbaugh can do, I can certainly do better. You you wanna you wanna get a taste of it? I guess so. Hey, Coxie, drop that beat. You know, young Golden Eagles. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a new locker room though, huh? Hey, raindrops. J-Hop, J-Hop, coaching a game at the Rock Rock, coaching Southern Miss to the top, 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 Jimmy Buffett stepped on a pop top, pop, we came from nothing to something, hey, CUSA is all front, see, if I don't coach you, I get you, pow, the nasty bunch, we gon' hit you, my Eagles is black and goldy, black, Belichick acts like he knows me, loud, my defense is savage, ruthless, savage. your QB gon' leave it here toothless, black. my Eagles is black and goldy, black, Belichick acts like he knows me, loud, my defense is savage, ruthless, savage, your QB gon' leave it here toothless, black. Wow. Now you know what's up, Jamesy. I'm going to take these next couple months and, you know, I might have to put together, drop an album on you or something. All right, Coach, I will enjoy enjoy your uh, vacation. Man, I ain't got no vacation. Well, you don't take days off in college football, son. All right, well, enjoy your time from now until September 2nd. Thank you, Jamesy. That is fake Jay Hobson. If you want to hear that episode in its entirety, check out the archives, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Listen to all the old episodes. You can look. You can just search for Fake J. I'm sure you're sure you'll find several of them. If you listen to the episodes towards the end of the season, it was pretty much every week. But since we've gotten into baseball season, um, we've just kind of done it whenever there's been a football-related activity. Busy week this past week. It was announced. Uh, I saw it yesterday on Twitter. Former Lady Eagle and current. Chicago Sky guard Jamira Faulkner will miss the entire 2017 WNBA season 
after sustaining a knee injury. I mean, she's been like our, you know, our superstar that's made it onto the WNBA. So hopefully she can get that uh, knee taken care of and get back in action for the 2018 season. Also this past weekend, the NFL draft took place beginning on Thursday, April the 27th, all the way through Saturday, April 29th. For the first time since 2011, no Golden Eagles were drafted, man. Yeah, you know, um, we... Uh, we're going to check out your mic, man. Something's off. Something's up. Um, so anyways, NFL, NFL draft this past weekend, we had several guys sign free agent deals and a couple more guys that had tryouts. And if you listen to this show, we've got four of those former Golden Eagles that are going to be on here today. Uh, first up, uh, Nick Mullins signed with the San Francisco 49er, undrafted free agent deal. Dylan Bradley signs with the Minnesota Vikings. Cameron Tom with the New Orleans Saints. Will Freeman signs with the Atlanta Falcons. And then you had three guys who got opportunities. Denarius Antoine uh, was invited to Chicago Bears rookie minicamp. Jabori Poole has a three-day tryout with the New York Jets. And Elijah Parker was invited to the Kansas City Chiefs rookie minicamp as well. Another former Golden Eagle. And uh, most recently, Northern Colorado quarterback Kyle Sloter signed with the Denver Broncos. So, uh, I mean, if you, I guess technically they're going to have him listed as a Northern Colorado alum, but, you know, he did play for Southern Miss for a little while. So, congratulations to him as well. You know, all these guys, all they really need sometimes is an opportunity. And last year, I had one of the guys who signed as a free agent on, and he is currently. Uh, one of the biggest names of uh, uh, rookies in the NFL, Jalen Richard. So hopefully one of these guys will follow in his footsteps and make a name for themselves in year one. So coming back, we're going to get started with former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins. Come back to us. Welcome back to the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. So this week we're talking post-NFL draft. We've got a few of the guys on the show today who have opportunities in the NFL. We've got four of them to be exact. Nick Mullins, Dylan Bradley, Will Freeman, and Denarius Antoine. We're going to get it kicked off back-to-back with Nick Mullins and Dylan Bradley. Up first, we've got former Golden Eagle quarterback, Nick Mullins. Nick, what was this past weekend like for you? Uh, it was a great experience. I mean, you hear everybody has their own draft day story of how it goes, um, but getting able to spend time with my family and really just enjoy the process and kind of reflect back on what I did to get there and what I had the support to get there. Uh, it was a great experience and uh, couldn't be ex- more excited about the opportunity ahead of me. What was the moment like when you finally found out where you were going? Uh, it was great. I mean, uh, San Francisco showed me this most interest all the way throughout. And then there was a series of phone calls. And, uh, you know, once we really nailed it down and uh, got commitments from both parties, uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I stood up, just gave my family hugs and uh, thanked them for supporting me. And I uh, just couldn't be more excited. Uh, it really worked out for me. Why did you choose to sign with the 49ers? Was it the attention, the opportunity, the fit? Uh, I think it was a combination of all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, they were, were initially interested in me, interested in me uh, brought me out on a visit, met with their coaches, uh, met with their staff. Great experience, learned a lot. 
And then throughout the course of the draft process, we uh, kept in touch. And then on draft day, multiple teams were kind of talking to me here and there. And uh, the way you just kind of have to play the process, uh, everything about the 49ers seemed like the best fit. And I think that's what it's all about. And so it worked out. What does Nick Mullins bring to the San Francisco 49ers? A solid, dependable quarterback that's going to communicate, manage, and run the offense efficiently and uh, make plays and perform well under pressure. Uh, You know, I view myself as a diehard competitor, and uh, so that's really what I'm most excited about, just get out there, compete, and play the game of football. I couldn't be more excited about that. And and you really, there's not a lot of quarterbacks on the 49ers roster. I was checking it out earlier. You've got Brian Hoyer, Matt Barkley, and they drafted uh, C.J. Beathard out of Iowa in the third round. So it seems like there there may be some opportunities there. Uh, yes, sir. And that's what you want going in. Uh, you want just a chance. And uh, even when the first process started, you know, that's all I told myself. I just want a chance, a chance to compete, a chance to just get your foot in the door. And I think with the 49ers, this is my opportunity. And the thing I'm focusing on is just how can I make myself the best Nick Mullins that there is. And so I think uh, you just got to let things take care of itself, uh, work as hard as you can, and uh, really just enjoy the opportunity. The San Francisco 49ers are a team with a rich quarterback tradition. Is there any extra pressure in following the footsteps of quarterbacks like Joe Montana and Steve Young? Uh, it's definitely a privilege. I mean, every single day that I walk into that locker room and walk onto that practice field, those thoughts are going to run through my mind. It's definitely a privilege uh, to put on that red and gold and uh, do the things that they did, walk through the hallways they walked through. And uh, so it's definitely a privilege and an honor. And uh, you have to represent the 49ers because they represented the 49ers so well. So, yes, it's definitely a privilege. And uh, I couldn't be more proud to have that opportunity. One of your old teammates is on the 49ers roster. Have you any had any contact with Norman Price? Uh, yes, sir. He's probably annoyed by how many questions I've texted him <laughs> over the past couple of days. Um, but yes, sir, me and Norman, we became great friends and great teammates uh, at Southern Miss. And the fact that I get to, uh, you know, carry on that friendship and that uh, just him being a teammate up there and somebody that kind of knows the ropes, I think that'll help me a little bit. Just anybody I can uh, ask a question. It's nice to have somebody I know up there, and so I'm definitely excited about that. I've been talking to Norman a lot these past couple of days, and uh, I can't wait to see the big man. And I guess Jalen Richard, as of right now, not that far away in Oakland. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I was texting him a little bit, too. You know, he was talking about going out for dinner or whatnot. Uh, you know, obviously, he made a name for himself this year. So uh, it'll be fun, you know, having a couple Southern Miss guys in the Bay Area. Uh, it's kind of a blessing, so for sure. A couple of other teammates. Let's talk about it. First game of the preseason, August 11th. You head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And you get to take on a guy that you know pretty well from practice in Rakeem Nunez-Roches. What's that meeting going to be like? Uh, it's going to be great. You know, he's an animal. Uh, I mean, even in Southern Miss, he's just intense, great ball player, and uh, gets after it up front. So, yeah, I can't wait to see Southern Miss guys around the league. That's going to be a really cool opportunity. And those are the things that you kind of, uh, you know, I guess grow up thinking about just because you see other guys meeting up in different places and stuff. And uh, if I get that chance to meet up with uh, Nunez, then uh, that'll be awesome. I can't wait to see him. I haven't seen him in a little while. Then a couple of weeks later, Sunday, August 27th, the 49ers head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings in the preseason. Now, you've been facing off with Dylan Bradley since high school. So what's it going to be like to look across the field and see him heading your way in the NFL? 
Yeah, it's funny. The last time we played against each other, uh, my Alabama high school team was actually lucky enough to play his high school team, and he about broke my leg. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen again this year. But, um, yeah, it'll be great to see him. You know, we trained together. We competed against each other throughout this whole draft process and just different drills and workouts. So uh, to see him, uh, you know, I'm going to give him some beef and whatnot after the game. But uh, it'll be definitely exciting to uh, compete against your old teammates. Now, last time we spoke, you just got engaged. Are, are any plans for a wedding before you head out there? Or are you guys going to wait till after you get through some time in San Francisco? Uh, the way the NFL schedule works, uh, there's a period in the middle of July where you get a little bit of off time. So I think we strategically planned it well to where um, I can, uh, you know, have that opportunity to marry uh, my fiance. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I think everything's working out well so far uh, with dates and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, you know, another another great thing that's going on in my life, and I'm very blessed. Now, I know you're getting a lot of people hit hit you up right now, and I need a favor. Like, I guess it was about 11, 12 years ago, I used to work for the Phoenix Coyotes of the NHL. I guess the Arizona Coyotes. And there was a guy who was my age, worked in sales management. His name was Al Guido. I met him, didn't really know him that well. But last year, he popped up on my feed as, like, people you know on Facebook I clicked on his profile. He is now the president of the San Francisco 49ers. We're the same exact age. So when you get out there, when you see Al, can you find out where I went wrong and what I need to do to get my life in order? <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it? It I'll really is. Uh, shake his, I'll definitely shake his hand, meet him, uh, You know, hopefully get to know him a little bit, and I'll definitely drop your name. Uh, that'll be a pretty cool connection. That may not be a good thing, though. You may want to just kind of gauge him first. and be like, You remember the coyote that couldn't skate in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. The one that wasn't that was just stumbling around the ice. Yeah, I remember that bum. Um, <laughs> well, uh, two more questions before we let you go. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss? Uh, I learned the, the, I think the most successful people in life are the most consistent. Uh, no matter where you're at the bottom or at the top, uh, the most successful people are the people that continue to stay even keeled, uh, maintain the same work ethic, and um, have support around them. Uh, the support at Southern Miss was awesome uh, from teammates, coaches, uh, the relationships that you build and you cherish. Uh, everything about that place, you know, developed me for this next opportunity, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't be more thankful for that. Uh, so yeah, just my work ethic. Uh, the things that I stand for, Southern Miss helped develop all of those things. Nick, on behalf of uh, all the Southern Miss fans out there, we, we certainly wish you the best of luck. We're going to be pulling for you. Any final words for the Southern Miss fans and the San Francisco 49er fans out there? Uh, to Southern Miss, just thank you. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible opportunity. That was my goal, to play Division One football and Southern Miss uh, and their coaching staff. You know, they took the chance on me, and uh, so I couldn't be any more thankful for the opportunity to wear that black and gold. And uh, now I'm going to be moving on. Uh, hopefully we'll wear the red and gold for a while. And I'm excited. I just want to get out there, compete, uh, find a way to, uh, you know, just compete, make plays, get out there and embrace the opportunity. Take it one day at a time and uh, really just enjoy the opportunity. Uh, I can't wait to meet the people in the Bay Area and uh, get to work. I'm here with Dylan Bradley. Dylan what was the weekend of the NFL draft like for you? Oh, it was very stressful, man. You know, uh, I watched all three days, and I knew between the second day and the third day I'd get my name coming. But um, 
Oh, once I did, you know, it just got a whole lot more stressful. Cause I, you know, this is what I've been working for my whole life. And, you, you know, like, this whole weekend just was, you know, a stressful mess. But, you know, it turned out to be, you know, the best weekend of my life. What did it feel like the moment you finally got that call? Well, I was talking to the D-line coach from Minnesota already throughout uh, when the draft was done, like, throughout the seventh round. And he was just, you know, telling me, stay patient. We come, you know, don't move my face. And, you know, just um, just stay patient. It's going to work out for you. And then I, I got a call from uh, my agent who is Buzz Cooks. And Buzz told me, you know, they offer you a free agent deal, man, right now. While the seventh round is still going on. And I was like, well, what if I get drafted by somebody else? Um, is, is that, is that going to be still valid? Like, nah. But, uh, and then I think, you know, I said, you know, the seventh round, the last pick out of Chad Kelly got picked up. And, you know, I already told him, man, go ahead and follow out the deal. And, like, within two minutes um, after the NFL draft has, had completed, I was already, you know, signed you know, signed to um, the Minnesota Vikings um, on an undrafted free agent deal. And was it the relationship? Was that the reason you decided to sign with the Vikings, or was it the fit? Um, it was a relationship that I had grown over over these past couple months with um, D line coach and you know Coach Dre and Coach Rob, and I, I went up there. I was the, I was a part of the top thirty guys coming in. So I went up there and I, and I and I met with the head coach Coach Zimmer. I met with the G, um um the, the GM um Rick Spielman, all them guys. I, I met with them and I just you know I, I felt like that's the perfect fit for me. I felt like that they wanted me to be a part of their family. And I went up there, and it was just, a, you know, it was great. Um, it was a great environment, man. I felt like this is a place I can come up here and I can thrive and, and I can produce the most. And that new stadium is amazing. Oh, yes. Um, actually, when I met with the GM, um, he, he showed me a video of, of, of the team, of the defensive highlight. He showed me the, the video of the stadium when it was getting done. And and I, and I was just, you know, I was amazed because, you know, the Southern Miss built this um on this um this locker room this past year, and it was amazing just to be a part of that. And and now I go into a stadium that's state of the art, you know, one of the best in, if not the best in the world. So I was like, man, I'm gonna be a part of something you know great, and and I can help help bring in a Super Bowl into this new stadium that that you know that they just built. What does Dylan Bradley bring to the Minnesota Vikings? Bill and Bradley bring the same mentality he has at Southern Miss. I bring a, I bring a tough, physical, nasty, um, nasty type of place. I bring, I bring it to somebody who's, who's gonna, who's gonna put you on your butt and let you know that I put you on your butt. Um, I come, I bring in, you know, just this, a motor that's, that's, you know, that's some that's second to none. I bring in just a, you know, mindset of I want to win and I refuse to just take losing, losing, just, just, just take losing. I bring in a mindset that you know I want everybody around me to be great, and I want to push. I want to push my teammates to be great. Right now, there are two other former Golden Eagles on the Vikings roster: Tom Johnson and Rashad Hill. Have you had any contact with either of them since you signed? Um, not since I signed. I, uh, a guy told me that Rashad trying to get in contact with me, so I'm gonna get Rashad number tonight and call him. And Tom Johnson, he plays D line up there. I'm a heavy. He hasn't reached out to me yet, but I know once I get up there, he, I mean, he's going to welcome me in just like um, because that Southern Miss, you know, background. And Rashad was here during, you know, during the process before Pro Day. 
And, you know, Rashad told me, man, if you're trying to, you know, you're trying to come to a team that's going to, you know, help you grow as a player and help you just get better and, and you know, see the best in you no matter what round you go in or you undrafted, Minnesota is the place. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. Sunday, August 27th, the Vikings host the San Francisco 49ers in the preseason. You've been chasing Nick Mullins since high school, so what's it going to be like to look across the field and see him in the NFL? Man, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be – it's gonna be, uh, you know, sweet. It's gonna be knowing that my former teammate is actually, you know, has finally made it where he wanted to go in his dream. But then after all that, after all that go on, the games when them game lights come on, the game time there's no, there's no more. Uh, we went to Southern Mystica. There's no more that we when we're friends. It's all about business, and and Nick knows that. Nick knows that I play, I play this game with, you know, reckless. Uh, I play this game reckless and. If you're the quarterback, I'm coming for you, and, and I'm sorry that guy to be Nick, but hey, I don't care who it is. <laughs> what did you learn from your time at Southern Miss? I learned how I learned how to respond to adversity when adversity strikes. You know, going through the process of building this university back up to a, a winning tradition, I learned that sometimes adversity strikes, and sometimes you know, sometimes you're gonna get slapped in the face and get knocked on on the ground. But as long as you keep getting up and as long as you keep fighting against adversity. You you'll be successful no matter what you do if it's football or if it's just life you know um and and I and that's something that I that's something that I know in the NFL is going to happen adversity going to strike and how you respond to that person it, it tells you about your character. Well, Dylan, on behalf of all the the Southern Miss fans out there, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. We're all going to be pulling for you. Any final words for the Southern Miss fans and the Minnesota Vikings fans out there? Well, to the Southern Miss fans, I appreciate a great four years. I appreciate everything that, that, that you guys did for me. I appreciate, you know, the the excitement that you brought every week to the um, to the stadium, to uh, just fans meeting us in, in a meet and greet. I just really, you know, I'm grateful and appreciative for everything over these four years. Um, I never forget it, and I'm always be I'm always gonna believe black and gold. And to the Minnesota Viking fans, you got a fight on your hands. You got someone who coming in to help. And, and to lead this organization to another Super Bowl and to be a part of something great. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media that talk about University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Before the break, you heard former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins and former Southern Miss defensive lineman both in the NFL now, signed uh, undrafted free agent deals. Up next, we have another undrafted free agent who signed with the Atlanta Falcons, Will Freeman. We are on the line with Will Freeman. Will, it's pretty rare that somebody makes it out of Northwest Rankin and gets the opportunity to play in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, it, it's it's been crazy. I still, you know, don't don't know if it's uh, if it's really happening or not. What was this past weekend like for you? It was hectic. I um I knew that I was going to be hearing something on Saturday, and I didn't want to look at the TV screen. I didn't want to watch the draft at all. Uh, so I went I went down to New Orleans with my girlfriend. We went to the zoo and and we had a great time. And I, after all that, um, that's when I started get getting the calls from uh, a few different teams. What was that moment like when you finally found out where you were going? Uh, surreal. It's um, it's it's like I said, it's something that I never 
saw myself doing. I never thought that I would have an opportunity to do this until this past year. So it was, you know, it was very surreal for me. You said you had a couple of teams reach out. Why did you decide to sign with the Atlanta Falcons? I, uh, I saw the Falcons because they um, they came they came to Hattiesburg and they worked me out, and you know it all went very well. They seemed very very interested in what I could do. They told me that I had my best football ahead of me, and they wanted to help me achieve that and help me reach the potential that I can. And uh, you know it just it felt like a good fit. You know it was uh, so I you know I decided to pull the trigger and go there. Do you know what side of the ball they want you to play on? Uh, yes, sir. They want me to play play left tackle. Oh, you've got the frame for it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I got moved. That's what Coach Austin told me back in spring ball last year. So, what does Will Freeman bring to the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, you know, work ethic. You know, I'm not going to come in there and try to rock the boat or anything. I'm just going to go in there and do my job and and you know try to get better every day and try to you know make my teammates better that, that are around me through just, you know, just me working hard. One of the coolest things that I remember about you from your time here, like the last few games last year, it seems like every post-game interview, you didn't want to take that jersey off. So I'm really glad <laughs> that you get to put a jersey back on again. Yeah, me too. It was, uh, and it wasn't just that I, I thought I was taking the jersey off for the last time. It was, I knew that it was the last time in that Southern Mysteries. You know, I grew up a little kid going going to the games. I still I still know where I sat. It was forty five yard line mid level on the home side. And uh, I remember watching games and I remember thinking, Man, I wanna do like I wanna play here. This is awesome. You know? Like when I was a kid I didn't you know, this 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 goal of me making making an NFL team has been, you know, fantastic and I'm still working towards it. But my my goal when I was a kid was to go play in Southern Miss. That's all I wanted to do, you know. And uh so it was, you know, those last, those last few games were real bittersweet for me. I mean, I'm thinking, as far as just football, like on the field goes, I can't think of too many college football players that had to go through more than what you had to go through. I mean, you were the only one on the, like, one of the few on the team this year that went through that 0 12 season in 2012. You've been through three head coaches, even more position coaches. Had a, a season-ending injury year before last, and then when you come back ready to go over the senior year, you change to the other side of the ball. Yeah, that uh, that season-ending injury was was a blessing in disguise for me because you know, it, Coach Hop came in, and that's when I made that move to offensive line was with Coach Hop, and he looked at me and and uh, and he, he said, "Well, you know, I think I think I want to move you to the offensive side of the ball. I think you can really help us out." I think you have a future there. I think you can you can play that for a long time. He told me that. And I told him, I said, Coach, if you really is I don't know how I feel about this, but if you feel like it's the best decision for the team, let's go, let's do it. And um but I mean it was those uh, all those hard years before that, um I never lost faith that we were gonna we were gonna start winning again. That never it never crossed my mind that, that we were just always gonna be bad because you know, after after I I call it the dark year, 0 and 12. I don't, I don't like to talk about it very much. But, uh, Coach Monk came in. I, I, you know, you could tell by his fire and his charisma that he was going to make sure that we were going to be winning again. Um, so I never lost faith that we were going to get back on top. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss? Work, perseverance more than anything that, you know, it doesn't, you know, there's some things that it doesn't matter how bad they are. You got to see them through it because it's always, it's going to get better. 
every you know every time you get in a situation, you think it's just terrible. It's never as good as it seems, and it's never as bad as it seems. So I mean, it's just one of those things that you know just keep working, I guess. You know, it's very rare that I get to talk to somebody that used to do a Southern Miss podcast. I mean, when I was first looking to do this, <laughs> I looked on iTunes and I found one that you did with a couple of your old teammates, and it was great. Technically, that wasn't that wasn't my podcast. That was a couple of my teammates that that wanted they wanted to do that. They were they were they weren't uh, on the team anymore, and they were uh, you know still in town. They told me they were like, "We want you to be our first our first guest." And I was like, "Yeah, I can't I can't say no." So I uh, I went on. It was actually a lot of fun. I had a pretty good time doing it. Yeah, it lasted like one or two episodes, I think. But it was it was the the ones that were out there pretty good. I don't know if they're still up on iTunes, but if they are, uh, the fans should go check them out. Oh yeah, it's a nasty brunch is what I believe it was nasty called. Nasty brunch. It, yes, it, it had a it had a great name. It was I think I think the uh, I think the social uh, social media people got wind of it and they got shut down pretty quick. <laughs> so, but it was it was pretty it was pretty fun. Uh, I, you know, I had a good time doing it. Well, Will, you know we're all definitely pulling for you uh, here in Hattiesburg, and and really all the black and gold fans around the country. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans and the Atlanta Falcons fans out there? Uh, to all the Southern Miss fans, um, thank y'all for sticking to us those first few years. I know they were, I know they were rough. Um, I grew up watching Southern Miss and watching all those great seasons. So uh, it was hard watching watching all that foundation kind of crumble away but uh y'all stuck with us and, and we built it back up and uh with these guys that they've got you know i only see it going up there there are a lot of great young guys on that team that got you know the upside is tremendous and um the falcons fans i guess i you know i'm just coming into work put on my hard hat and, and try to earn myself a spot on the team and, uh, you know, that's, that's all, all I ever wanted was an opportunity. And, uh, the Falcons organization has given me that opportunity and I can't be more thankful. Um, and I'm going to make sure that I prove them right and give you this opportunity. That was former Golden Eagle and the newest member of the Atlanta Falcons, Will Freeman. I'm here with former Southern Miss Black Ops, well, former, current Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. I, I, so bad, I wanted during the interview when he was talking about Jay Hobson, I wanted to be like, Will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to flip over to the other side of the ball. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Yeah, I was I was actually, I thought he was doing it for a second. You yeah, know, I did he's, too. He's kind of got too. a little deep, deep voice, but hey, it's, it's nice to hear my voice again. Yeah, absolutely. We I'm got back. you back. I'm back, baby. I'm back up and running. Jason <laughs> Bailey back with us. So we're about to take another break. You guys listen to some words from our sponsors. Come back to us. After the break, we've got Daenerys Antoine. It's going to be a good one. Top Talk. My name is Jamie Errington. We're here each and every week to talk about athletics at the University of Southern Mississippi. We've been talking to some of the newest Golden Eagles to get opportunities in the National Football League. Earlier in the show, we had Nick Mullins, Dylan Bradley, and Will Freeman. 
We've got one more guest today. He was invited to Chicago Bears minicamp, which I believe starts next weekend. He's, he was a fan favorite when he played for the Golden Eagles as a defensive back and linebacker. Please welcome my next guest, Denarius Antoine. Now we've got former Southern Miss defensive back slash linebacker at times, Denarius Antoine, a, a sentimental favorite for me going up to the Windy City. How's it going, Denarius? I'm good. I can't complain. It's thankful. What was this past weekend like for you? Ah, uh, it was it was real stressful. Um, being that I wanted to draft all three days and not get your name called, I mean, it, it, it put a toll on you. I didn't like um, my name did get called. I actually got in the car and drove off. I left my left about my family because my mind was everywhere. And, and I, um, I talked to my agent, and he said he was making calls. And then the Chicago Bears called me, and um, they invited me to their mini camp. So I and mean, then that's that. When are you heading up to Chicago? Um, actually leaving next Thursday. Oh wow! Next Thursday. If you if you get the if you get the opportunity, what 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 would Denarius bring to the Chicago Bears organization? I mean, I'm a tackler. That's what I do. Yeah, that. Um, I I mean, I, it don't matter what what where they put me at. I, I'm I'm gonna contribute. Uh, special teams. If I gotta get on the interior, on a punt, run down on kickoff, kickoff return, any uh, anything, anything to help you know help the team. You know. Southern Miss fans, I mean, you were you were a fan favorite the past few years with the passion you played the game. The passion you played the game with, I'm sure it's something that you, if you get the opportunity, the Chicago Bears fans are going to enjoy it just as much. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, everywhere I've been, I, I, I made a spotlight for myself, and when I get there, I plan to do do the same. So I just keep on working hard, and I mean, it should pay off. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss? From my time at Southern Miss, I actually I learned a lot about the game. I mean, from different coaches because we had we had coaches change, coaching changing, and they all taught me different things. Um, that 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 should help me at the next level. You have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there and the Chicago Bears fans? Yep, uh, Southern Miss to the top and bear it on. <laughs> there you go. That was Denarius Antoine heading up to Chicago Bears mini camp next weekend. I think it may be uh, Jason's favorite player of all time. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> without a doubt. You you wore the costume. You wore the number twelve in the dreads last year. Yeah, you had the the the, the Daenerys, uh You know, he actually he actually messaged me after. Uh, I think Shane. I think Shane Lott uh, shared that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he hit me up saying, "Hey, man, like, you know, where'd you get that jersey?" And I said, "Well, there's another guy that wore twelve a couple of years ago." Right, right. <laughs> but um. That was so great. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad you brought all those guys on and just to hear them talk about, you know, how much they love USM and they I think they they love it just like the rest of us do and and then they just got to to do it, you know, on a level that that everybody wants or at least I wish that I was able to do. So, all right, special thanks to them for taking, you know, they got a lot going on, whether it's, you know, you know, trying to get ready to you know, for mini camps or, you know, you probably get all these media guys hitting them up. I still don't consider myself a legitimate media guy. I just, I'm just a fan that, uh, you know, <laughs> has a show. That's kind of how I look at it. But I think they're all in really good situations. And, you know, some of the guys that, that we didn't have on, uh, I think Cameron Tom, the former center for Southern Miss, he signed with the New Orleans Saints. I think it was kind of uh, surprising that 
Cameron didn't get drafted, but I think the New Orleans Saints are an excellent fit for him and, and his talents. So uh, hopefully he can get on there and land on the roster. And then you look at uh, Jabori Poole, who has a three-day trout with the New York Jets. Now, my understanding is that the Jets really, really liked him. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't surprised that, you know, that's where he ended up going for his trout. Hopefully he can land. You know, last year, you know, with Denarius. So last year when I had Jalen Richard on, I mentioned it earlier, I didn't realize that he was heading to a trout for the Raiders. He was the only guest I had on last year that had a tryout. Denarius, the only guest I had on that's heading to a tryout with the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. With the former Bears mascot. It's good luck. <laughs> so hopefully this karma will keep going and, and he can get out, get out there and, and land. I'll sing Bear Down every weekend. I've got a number 13 jersey I can't do anything with now since uh, Alshon Jeffrey left. So maybe they'll give him the number 12. Maybe they'll give him the 13. I can just peel the name off the back. Well, I'm definitely going to have to go into the whole buying a whole new slew of jerseys of all these guys. You know, the, honestly, the chances of all of them making the team are pretty slim. Absolutely. But you look at where they're going, you look at the needs of the team, and, um, and you, you, you know, we've watched these guys play for the last either two to four years, and and it, it, it all just kind of seems to fit, like, where they ended up going, you know? Yeah, I think, so, I think they're all in great situations, right. all in ideal situations. And one more guy we didn't mention, uh, Elijah Parker. Uh, he was invited to Kansas City Chiefs rookie camp. So, you know, he's a guy that's got some speed and maybe he can get in there and make a name for himself on special teams and, and who knows what will happen. Well, and it's almost a blessing, honestly, to – if you go late into the draft and everybody wants to have their name called and have Absolutely. that special moment. But I remember last year, I never really thought about it before, but you had mentioned before it actually happened uh, that, you know, you were kind of hoping that Jalen went undrafted and then he went to the Raiders. You mentioned that team specifically and then it happened. And I don't, I don't know how you saw the future, but, you know, it, it – it, it makes sense, you know, if you can kind of go where you need it and go where you're wanted. So. All right, guys, come back to us. we got a little more to the top talk left. We haven't even talked about baseball. So come back to us after the break, and we'll have some more to the top talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. we got a few minutes left. Let's get into some baseball before we shut it down. I'm here with Jason Bailey. So this past weekend, the Golden Eagles swept, I repeat, swept Middle Tennessee State up in Tennessee, up near uh, Arrington Vineyards. That's where Middle Tennessee is, up in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Uh, Arrington Vineyards, the the winery that uh, I wish was owned by my family, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, Golden Eagles go up there. You know, a couple of things from the weekend. Uh, Kurt McCarty only lasted one inning in that Friday game. Had a, had a kind of a scare there, and he had an MRI this week. It looks like he's going to be okay. Not sure whether or not he's going to pitch this week for the Golden Eagles, but we definitely need him to come out and, and, and get some innings in for us. Yeah, well, you know, and I tweeted out pretty much just what you said. The postseason run kind of was hinging on that MRI, honestly. Yeah, I know he's only one pitcher, but he's 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 definitely the ace, and and uh, on a pitching stat that's you know kind of hit the uh, hit the skids a little bit as the seasons went on. And we know we had some injuries from last year too, like Houston Case being out, and um, so yeah, 
that MRI coming back, coming back, you know, good was was uh, was huge as far as us making any sort of run. And then fast forward to Sunday, you know, you're in the eighth inning. The Eagles are down seven to five, and the game goes to a two hour rain delay. But when play resumes, the Golden Eagles bounce back with an eight run ninth inning to get the thirteen to nine victory. That's the kind of stuff you want to see when you start getting ready for the postseason. I checked out. You know, I was listening to it. I listened to the entire game. I was feeling horrible on Sunday, but listen to the entire game. Um, listen to a little bit of the rain delay and just figured that they were going to call it. You know, we've got to get back. Seven were complete. You know, we were getting beat pretty good. And I heard, the, you know, John Cox talking about they were having a meeting out in the outfield about it. And, you know, and so I just turned it off and then uh, took a little nap, woke up later and saw that Munns was tweeting out that, that we swept. I thought I was looking at the wrong headline. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and to come back and score eight. Um, and the ninth was just was just incredible, and it just speaks to the to, to the perseverance of these guys, and and honestly, just how much we can hit. You know, you look at that game one, eighteen hits. We've done that several times this year. Uh, the second game was closer, but we pulled it out. You know, you got your third baseman throwing seven innings in Braley, and um, of course, Walner hit another couple home runs. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So sure is a fun team to watch. Golden Eagles are now 34 and 12, 16 and 5 in Conference USA with an RPI of 22. They're ranked in all the polls again, anywhere from 20th to 27th. And also in baseball news, after multiple hits in every game last week, junior shortstop Lamarcus Boyd named Conference USA co hitter of the week. So congratulations to him. This weekend, the Golden Eagles will be hosting second place in the conference, FAU. It is season ticket holder appreciation weekend. Season ticket holders can get up to two complimentary tickets to any of the single games. So contact the ticket office for that. There's also promotions every night. Friday night, they play FAU at 6. It's mascot night at the Pete. Um, Saturday, uh, it's Letterman Day. 10-year anniversary for the 2007 regional team. And then on Sunday, all first responders and current former military will receive a complimentary access to the game. One more note. The starting pitcher for for Saturday for FAU, Mark Nowotnik, injured himself celebrating his victory over FIU last weekend. So, you know, hopefully Kirk can go, but if he can, I guess it's kind of an, an even match now. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guests this week. Nick Mullins, you can follow him on Twitter at Nick Mullins. Dylan Bradley, you can follow him at 94GotDeJuice. Will Freeman at Treeman Freeman. And Daenerys Antoine at DAntoine2. You can follow us at to the top Talk, me at Jamie underscore Arrington, and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Hope you guys enjoyed us. I'm going to be out next week. Jason's going to be hand, taking over the reins. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.